0: All right. Welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And I got to tell you, I am so excited to introduce this guest to all of you because one, you're going to thank me because you're going to say, oh my gosh, such cute stuff. But also we're going to hear her relaunch journey. You're going to hear the silver linings behind it. You're going to get some key takeaways. It's just awesome. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program, and this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Bootcamp, which is a five-day free event and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So I have with me Jessica Honiger. And Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show. It's so fun to be here. It's great to see you. Well, I love this because I, when we hear your story and everything, I am a huge like relaunch, beauty, fashion, you name it. It's not just all about the business. It's not all about the relationships. It's. It's how can we accessorize things too?
1: (laughs) That's right. That's right. We got you covered.
0: So, Jessica, tell us a little bit of your story and let's dive into that significant relaunch that really shifted and transformed where we are today.
1: Yes. Well, I absolutely love talking about this. So I am the founder and co-CEO of Noonday Collection, and we are a fashion brand that is creating economic opportunities for people that live in more vulnerable communities around the world. So we partner with about 30 different artists and businesses in more vulnerable areas of the world. And we create a marketplace for their beautiful handmade goods, home goods, bags, accessories, you name it. And we create a marketplace through an incredible group of women across America that we call Noonday Collection Ambassadors. And these women um, earn an income while making an impact. And I love it.
0: And again, I said, you know, I, I went on there and I'm getting a few of these <laughs> items. So you're gonna yes, see some fun away. things that I'm that I'm gonna be posting over the next, you know, couple weeks. That's right. But it's one it's thing time. I do one thing I have to ask you though, even as you start here, the name. New Yes, New where Collection. It, where yeah, where did that come from?
1: Yes. Well, when I was wondering what I should name this business, because it I'll tell you how it all started. I knew I wanted it to be something that was hopeful and happy. And there is an old scripture that had always meant a lot to me from a book in the old Testament of the Bible called Isaiah 58. And it says, when you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, your night will become like the noonday." And I just, I just got
0: chill. Yeah. So I knew I just wanted something
1: that was hopeful and sunny and really showed us that we can create possibility where there is heartache. (laughs)
0: This is like, you know, music to my ears, because at the end, I'm asking you one question that ties so nicely into that.
1: Oh, All right. right. Yeah. Okay. So now let's jump back into your relaunch. Relaunch. Noonday day was really born out of a relaunch. My husband and I were flipping homes, aka Chip and Joanna game style. We were the original <laughs> Chip and Joanna, and we actually live in Texas too. So right. And we were flipping homes, and I was running um, a real estate business when the recession hit of two thousand eight, and We were right in the middle of adopting. We had two kids the old-fashioned way, but we were in the middle of adopting our third child. My husband and I had always wanted to grow our family through adoption. So we had identified an orphanage and a child in Rwanda. We were halfway through. We thought we've got this nest egg that's going to cover the cost. International adoption can be quite expensive. And suddenly the housing market tanked. And we not only were buying and selling homes at the time as realtors, but we were flipping homes, which is a a highly risky business. And suddenly that little nest egg was paying for the groceries. And suddenly the credit card was paying for the groceries. But I didn't want to let a financial obstacle get in the way of growing our family. We were halfway through this adoption process. It really would have felt like a miscarriage if we had not proceeded. And so I knew I needed to start some way to earn an income. And previously I had um, visited Africa a few months prior and had been visiting some friends who were creating entrepreneurial opportunities for people living in Uganda. And one of the businesses that they were really excited about because of the couple behind it Mm Was an artisan business, handmade jewelry, cards, pillow covers. And at the time, they had asked me, Jessica, would you sell some of these things? Do you think you could create a marketplace for this couple? We think they could be the next leaders of Uganda. And I remember just chuckling and laughing in my head, thinking, are they crazy? I've got two babes. <laughs> right. I'm running a real estate company. I'm adopting, you know, things, but no, my plate's full. Well, fast forward a few months later, and courage cornered me, and I knew that instead of letting fear sideline me, I needed to get up and get in the arena. And so our business continued to tank. And I recalled this conversation with my friends and I said, Hey, remember those artisans you told me about, do you still have their goods available? And they said, we do. They're just sitting in storage, collecting dust. Why don't you sell them? And you know that can be seed money for your adoption. So I set up my house like the cutest store you've ever been to, and I invited a bunch of girlfriends over. I was scared to death. But I you thought, had never done anything in the fashion
0: business—nothing, nothing like
1: this at all. Nothing. I mean, flipping houses definitely have the element of, you know, being able to see what others couldn't design. And and you can
0: tell just by looking at you, you have, you know, kind of like people have the style. So you had that,
1: you know, you had that going for you, which is awesome. Uh, I do enjoy style. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I just, I opened my home one night and then suddenly I thought this is the stupidest idea. I mean, first of all, I'm still trying to make it as a realtor and this looks really desperate. So what are people going to think of me? Second of all, I bet no one's going to come and then I'm going to feel like a big loser. And third of all, I just- you are getting pummeled
0: by limiting beliefs here. <laughs> oh, I
1: had so many limiting beliefs Ugh. and that night really was a night of saying, I'm no longer going to let limiting beliefs define who I am and how my story is going to play out mm. because I stood there in my living room, looking around wanting to cancel it. Mm. And I didn't. And that's when I made fear my friend. And I realized that courage wasn't about fearlessness. Courage is about going scared Mm. and I didn't cancel. And people came and women rallied around me. They wanted to support our adoption. They wanted to purchase these beautiful goods. You know, it's so interesting to buy things that are handmade from other countries. Maybe when we don't have the opportunity to be able to travel ourselves. And that was the night that women said, well, I'll open my house can, will you, can you do something like this at my house? And so most things sold out that night, I called my friends in Uganda the next day. And they said, we want to connect you directly to these artisans and see if you can do this and make a business of it. So 10 years later, we hold on,
0: girl, hold on. One thing that you said that I do want to go back to is you said that initially fear was really sidelining you, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, and you know, you had the, what are people going to think? And it seems so desperate. And then you made fear your friend. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you come to grips with this? Like, what did you do to make fear your friend? How did you lean into that?
1: For me, it really is about having a bias towards action. And Having Jack, that's our little boy that we did end up adopting. So having a mission that was much greater than myself, having artisans that are in Uganda that are just ripe with possibility, all they needed was a marketplace and knowing that they had untapped potential that I could help develop so it really is when you realize that the stakes aren't all about you and your reputation and your fears and your perceptions of yourself and that is what enables you to go scared is when you have that mission that's greater than yourself and you're not in the me space but the we space and i was in the we space and i there was jack and there was jalia and daniel in uganda And, you know, there's been a million decisions since then where I decide, you know what, I'm going to just keep going scared. And it's the faces of the people that I partner with knowing what's at stake, you know, even right now during COVID, I mean, India is just in in a desperate, desperate place. Uh, It's awful. And, you know, we are in the middle of partnering with them and their fear. And there's days when it's really, it's, it's hard running a business and, it requires a lot of effort, a lot of effort to sustain an entrepreneurial company over time, but it's always these faces that I see that say, well, this is absolutely worth it to me.
0: I, I love everything of what you're talking about. How old is Jack now? He is 12 He's 12 and is yes. he from where is he from specifically He's from
1: Rwanda in East Africa. It's a little tiny country in East Africa. Yeah. And so do you want to hear the
0: craziest thing? Is that What? There is a group called Mosaic Vision and I support a child over there. Her name is Florence and we've been doing this I think for about 6 years. My daughter and I did this together and we've talked about going over there and then COVID hit. And, you know, I mean, there's been yeah. so many, so many interesting little twists. So as you were saying this and um, there is a board that I participated on and they have similar, like they were taking over for for. um, was for women that were trafficked and they were supporting mm. women in Haiti that created. And when I joined the board, they gave me these beautiful beads these, mm. and each one was a woman that had been trafficked, you know, and this was a yes. way of healing. So yes, yes, I love, I love how you're doing this and you're mm-hmm. highlighting these women mm-hmm. and so that their products can be Purchase literally like I just did in yes. the area. And I will be wearing, you know, these beautiful, they're gorgeous. They're yes, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous items. So wow, wow. But yeah, you, you did mention something I want to go back to, and that is entrepreneurship is a lot of effort. It, it is. is, it is a lot, and it's lonely. And mm-hmm. How do you, you know, with what you're doing, especially because you're, you're working primarily out of your house, right? Even, even without COVID, I would assume that this is something that you're doing or, or how does that work for you?
1: Well, we have about 50 employees in our Austin office and a fulfillment center here. So during COVID, our fulfillment center has been open. And actually, it's been amazing because we have several women who are refugees from Myanmar, and they've been able to continue working while having their kids with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been kind of having a homeschool situation up at our in our Austin office and then during COVID I've mainly been working from home so our corporate staff is, has mainly been from home. So um you know I have to say though I do think that this, it's a myth. I do think it's a limiting belief to tell ourselves that entrepreneurship is lonely or that it's lonely at the top, because I do believe that we, um, in a lot of ways, can unchoose loneliness by choosing that path of vulnerability and connection. And it requires effort. You know, I think a lot of us think, We scroll Instagram and we think, oh, they just have community or they just have friends. And, you know, if you see anyone with meaningful relationships, that requires vulnerability, effort, courage, community, time, all of those things. And I did used to feel lonely a lot, a lot. And I even think back to that first night when I, unbeknownst to me, was launching this company I didn't think anyone was going to come because I was in a time of loneliness but that was the beginning of me to begin to unchoose that path and to choose a path of community and vulnerability and my life is so different now i mean we have thousands of women around the country that are creating a marketplace for these artisans i create intentional community among other entrepreneurs. And I just even got back from a trip recently where we went to Mexico on a scouting trip or developing a new leather line. And I came home and I felt a little alone. I felt off. I felt emotionally vulnerable and I'm trying to identify what's going on. Why, you know, some of it was just that Mexico has been so hit by COVID, especially the manufacturing industry. So it was just heavy. Um, And then a friend that I just a door who is kind of my i can tell tell her anything kind of friend called today i saw her phone number come up on my phone and i just breathed this deep sigh of relief and i thought that's it I just need to connect with a friend. That's, that's what I'm needing right now. So I just want to encourage people that, um, that, that, that is a limiting belief and that we can choose community. It just requires effort and time and trust and vulnerability, the things that we're freaking scared of.
0: (laughs) You and I are on the same page. Hence the fact, the relaunch collective, that's Mm. what it's all about. And that is, it is absolutely a limiting belief. It doesn't have to be lonely. It's a choice. It's a choice. It can be, I can absolutely be lonely, right? It can can, be. No doubt. It could be lonely. And that's the thing. You don't have to have it be lonely. And I love that you said it's about vulnerability.
1: Mm, It's about being
0: willing to open up and say, I need more. I know that one of my um, core values is around love, but where do I really see love? Love is connection for me. And like, Mm -hmm. when I'm not feeling it, like I'm like, oh, I'm like, I feel disassociated. I feel detached. Mm -hmm. I need to get back with people, right? That's Mm -hmm. like my, Mm -hmm. my key, like, who can I call? What can I do? So I love, I love all that. This is so great. And I love to hear that you are scaling it. You are taking on new areas in the business Mm -hmm. and the growth. So when you look back, on your former self and you Mm -hmm. were struggling in that, you know, 2008, the housing market Mm -hmm. crashing. What, what would you say to yourself at that point?
1: You know, I would say to her, take the long view. I think I used to live life, like everything was urgent and needed to be done yesterday. And I haven't had a lot of patience. And as I've been on this entrepreneurial path now for, you know, a decade, I am now understanding the power of just being faithful, being faithful to my purpose, being faithful to my values, being faithful to my mission and finding a lot of joy in that instead of being so outcome oriented, Because if you're just constantly outcome oriented, you're not always going to get the outcomes you want. In fact, most of the time you probably won't, especially if you're living life on the edge and taking risks. And that's been hard for me because I want to control outcomes. And I, you know, back in 2008, I think I was tying my identity to, outcomes. And if you're tying your identity to outcomes, you're never going to go scared. You know, you're never going to develop the courage legs that you need in order to live life outside of your comfort zone, which is actually where your purpose is. And I would tell her, you know, I would comfort her. I would give her some compassion and I would say, all right, let's keep walking and let's be faithful to those, you know, those little yearnings in my heart that I had.
0: Mm. I love purposes outside of the comfort zone. It's when you keep pushing, mm-hmm. you keep pushing. Yeah, It's, it's awkward. It's like, ugh, it, it doesn't feel right. But man, when you get through that wall, that mm. zone and you're mm. into the next, it's just, there is something incredible, incredible about it. So that is, isn't it interesting how much mm. we, just can now you, your perspective around it is, it's so fantastic. And so as you now are expanding and you have, you know, the 50 people and you're looking at, you know, the world is, you know, opening up. Um, how do you, how do you select these artisans? Mm-hmm. How do you, cause I would think, my gosh, there are probably millions and millions of people that are doing incredible things and as i was looking at your site i'm like oh my god that's so cool that's so cool that's so cool yeah. how do you, how do you do it
1: yeah well right now we really are in a place of wanting to grow and sustain the partnerships that we do have but i mentioned And We did recently go to Mexico and we really are market driven. So we never want to be a charity buy. I mean, we've been featured in Vogue and Elle, BuzzFeed, Fast Company, Inc., you name it. And we know that we need to be market driven. And, you know, we've all for any of us who've traveled, we might have bought something from someone because we felt bad for them. But then that's not going to create sustainable opportunity. So we are creating a home line behind the scenes, and that's what led us to Mexico. Mexico has just incredible ceramics and glasses. Um, So what's crazy is, is we realized we wanted to go into Mexico. We also are developing some leather. We currently have leather products, but we um, our Indian. One of our Indian partners doesn't want to work in leather anymore. So that opened up this opportunity. So the very week... I recalled a conversation that I had had with someone about eight years ago who also was very involved in Rwanda. And she had told me that she works in leather in Mexico. Well, I remember that conversation. I somehow dug through some emails and I emailed her and she said, we just started to create for other brands. Now they'd usually had only been doing it for their brand. So, um, she says, and we're, we're just in the middle of building a school for all of our artisans. And so I said, well, we would love to come and visit. And then that same week we had someone reach out to us and say that they had just started working with glass and ceramic artisans in Mexico. And would we like to look into their products? So a lot of times uh, that's how it's happened. We, you know, when you're open to that possibility it often you begin to see it and that, that's what happens for us. We get a lot of inbound now because people know about Noonday Collection. They know that we're artisan and handmade. So we get a lot of people who reach out, but then if we're actually looking for a certain type of product line, then we'll just, we'll get on a plane and and we'll go and go to the market and start scouting out um, artisans who are hungry to create a marketplace for people in their community. Mm.
0: And did it start with, was there a certain product that you were starting with jewelry and then it's expanded out? Cause I know you've also had, it did, yeah. you know,
1: all these other areas. We, we did. It started off with this um, jewelry mainly, and there was this one necklace and it was made out of seeds from Uganda. And Every woman at my original trunk show is what we call the noonday collection trunk shows, which anyone is able to open their homes. We've had to go totally virtual this last year, but now people are opening their homes again and we bring a global marketplace into your home, into your community. And there was this one necklace that my friends said, if you can get me more of that, I am in, I'm going to open my house for my friends. And that one necklace really is what started new day and then paper beads. Uh, This is what our original artisans in Uganda were making Jalia and Daniel. Well, actually they weren't making it. I thought they were because I had this just box of things and it was everything from pillow covers to earrings. So when I connected with my Ugandan artisans way back, you know, 10 years ago, and I said, I can you get more paper beads? Well, unbeknownst to me, they had no idea how to make these paper beads, but they went and figured it out. They said, of course, and you'll have a box delivered to you. Of course we can. It'll be delivered to you in a month. They didn't have a bank account. They didn't have a computer. They were going to internet cafes, you know, all of these things behind the scenes, but just their entrepreneurial spirit is such a testament to possibility. And so they went and figured it out and they still, they still do. I mean, they now have a store right by the American embassy in Kampala. Um, of course that's been really affected during the pandemic. And I think what you've heard me say throughout this conversation is as, um, optimistic as things are looking in the United States right now, most of the countries where we partner the pan, there's, there aren't vaccines yet, or it's for a very limited amount. And so it's still, it's still really hard. So that's where I'm holding these tensions right now of just being so excited to be traveling again and, you know, doing things that I used to do, but then also just keeping these, these people in my heart, which is why it's so powerful to use your purchasing power for good. And when you shop from noonday, you certainly get to do that.
0: Ah, so if I ask you, what are you hoping to bring this company into? Where would it be in five years?
1: Gosh, in five years. So right now we have around 2000 ambassadors and these are the women around the country who earn... an income while also making an impact. We would love to see 10,000. I mean, that is our dream. We haven't even scratched the surface of brand recognition. We've grown organically and, you know, we're expanding. We are super excited about doing more home. We've got other things in the works and we really want to be that one-stop shop for all things handmade that make a difference and that are absolutely beautiful.
0: I mean, income and impact. Mm. I, that's I what think. we all
1: want, right? I
0: mean, come on, are we all going for that? That's Yes. Yeah, yes. No doubt. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, as we now shift our ways into what I call the rapid fire questions, I would ask you, all right? So, on the on your on your site right now, what is your favorite item right now that's like that the, the I, it, you need it.
1: You, you want it. it. Well, I, I would tell you the candles, which is so random because if you cruise our website right now, it is primarily jewelry and bags. So that's probably just coming because I created the scents. And I am really sensitive to smells, very sensitive to smells and rarely ever am able to even buy a candle that doesn't give me a headache. And so we worked with a scent specialist for a year to create, um, one scent that is a little bit musky, a little bit masculine. And then this other scent that's just really fresh and they just make me so happy and fill my home with such love. And the canister that it comes in is handmade by, Indian brass artisans and can be reused and they make for great gifts. So it's been fun for me, you know, at this time of year, when you're giving graduation gifts or just end of year, thank yous or teacher presence to be able to just have an easy, really beautiful candle to give has been, it's brought me a lot of pride as, as the founder.
0: You know, and I also think that there's something when you walk into someone's house and it has a smell to it, mm. you know, that is
1: Yes. It's welcoming. It
0: is. It's nostalgic. It's like, I can still remember the smell of my childhood home. I can remember my grandma. Yes, You know, so I love that. I also think about um, when I walk into the Gamzevort hotel in New York and it's got this Mm -hmm. very smoky, as you said, it's got this like, Ooh, I Mm. love that. So I Mm. have to check that one
1: out. Yeah. Check it out.
0: So you get to travel when you're allowed to travel and you get yes. to, you know, you get to go to all these, these places that are off mm-hmm. the track, not necessarily where, yes. you know, people would say, Hey, I want to go visit there, which right. country has been, or which city or what has been the most impactful for you and why?
1: Well, I am actually taking, I have three children and, and my husband, and we're all going to Guatemala in July. And this is because I'm, I met my husband actually while serving in Guatemala as a teacher And I had no idea that 10 years later, we would be creating a marketplace. We work with um, bead artisans and women who use the backstrap loom. And it is off the beaten path. You got to take a plane. You got to get, you know, rent a van. You got to take a boat um, out on this beautiful area called Lake Atitlan. And it's where my husband proposed to me. And it's now where we work consistently with artisans. So I'm. it's just will always be a really special place for me. So I can't wait to take our kids there.
0: I love that. That is so great. And so you have your 12-year-old and then you've got a couple older kids.
1: Yep, a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old. Oh, wow, that's perfect.
0: Yes. That's so awesome. Okay, so what's your favorite food in Guatemala? What, what would be that like, oh, I'm so excited to go there and have... The tortillas. Oh, they're
1: they're just, they're, I love homemade. Yeah, they're all, it's all from hand ground corn that often women in the morning go and wait at the mill and then it gets ground and then they cook it over an open fire. And there's just nothing like a Guatemalan tortilla. I, in fact, have you tried, have you tried making them? I did in Guatemala, but I mean, there's no way I could make them here because I, can't hand grind the corn, which is really what it's all about. But yeah, even last night it was Taco Tuesday night in our home, and I was like, guys, I just can't wait for y'all to experience Guatemalan tortillas.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so much fun! Okay, so you know, I, I mentioned that I I do love the fashion and all this beauty products, things like that. What is your favorite beauty product by
1: name? There is a product by Beauty Counter called the Lotus Glow Cleanser, and I love it. I
0: agree. Do you I, have it? I actually, I use a lot of Beauty Counter products.
1: Yeah. I, I know. think they're
0: amazing. Yes. I love that they're all natural. I love mm-hmm. that. Greg, the CEO is 100% focused on making sure that we're putting good things on our body because we're slathering Absolutely. all the lotions and all that. So yes, thank you for bringing that one to everyone's attention. So it's, that, it's a must have. That is a good one. Okay. And one thing that I do want to ask you, and it's been so great because you've said it actually a couple of times, what does powerhouse
1: of possibility mean to you? When I think of power, I really think of how can we use our power to create flourishing power for people. And I think as a leader, especially that means leaving some of our own power untapped so that other people can tap into their power and being able to see possibility in others that they might not see in themselves and help them to create power for themselves is really what Noonday is actually all about.
0: That is such a unique perspective. Leave some available so that others can actually tap into it.
1: Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, especially in a role as a leader, you could, you know, even as a creator, I could create a lot and drive my ideas through without really creating space for other people's ideas. So, you know, it's often leaving some of my ideas untapped so that other people can have their chance to see their ideas come to possibility.
0: Okay. That's awesome. And Jessica, how can people find you, see these cool things, buy some of these amazing items?
1: Absolutely. We'll head over to noondaycollection.com. We have you covered statement earrings are back now that we are not having to wear masks every single place that we go. And I hang out on Instagram a lot. Jessica Honiger, it's two G's. I have a podcast called the going scared podcast, a book called imperfect courage, but more than anything, what matters to me is creating dignified work for people around the world. So we'd love to have you open your community to noonday collection. You can click on host a trunk show and an amazing, woman will get in touch with you and you can either gather your friends online or in person, whatever you're comfortable with. And you get to create a marketplace for many of the people and countries I've been talking about today.
0: And income and impact. That's right. I mean, yeah, that's so good. Well, again, we will have the show notes at relaunchco.com under podcast. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your relaunch. And really just, I mean, what you're doing is incredible. I will continue to follow you and Thank really you. look look forward to my package showing up
1: too. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much
0: for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com relaunchco.com podcast. Until next time, There's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.